You're listening to the Inner Voyage Podcast with me, Mike, an American tennis professional, and Madhusudan, a spiritual author from India. From completely different backgrounds, we've come together to talk about a wide range of topics. Madhusudan's spiritual wisdom, combined with my knowledge from my experiences on the tennis tour, will give the listener two completely different perspectives. The Inner Voyage begins now. Right, I'm excited to start the first episode of the Inner Voyage Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm a professional tennis player who's been on tour for the last 22 years. I'm 42 years old from the United States, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madhusudan, from India. He's a psychic spiritual author, and we met in 2019 at a retreat. And after the five days, it literally felt like we were brothers. We'd connected on such a deep spiritual level. We decided to have more conversations from afar after the retreat. And I've learned so much from you, Medusadon. This is an honor to start this podcast. We obviously come from two completely different walks of life, so we have unique perspectives. So hopefully the listener takes something from this, but our first episode is going to be on stillness. All right, let's pass it over to Medusadon. What are your initial thoughts on stillness, buddy? Well, Mike, it's a deep honor for me as well to be a part of this podcast with you. Uh, you're a great soul with uh, deep practical experiences in many walks of life. Uh, you've traveled the globe to many countries and have a deep uh, understanding about various aspects of life. I'm sure uh, every each one of us is going to learn a lot from you uh, in this journey of our podcast that will help us uh, develop in our life paths as well. You know, stillness is a beautiful topic to ponder upon. So stillness uh, here to my mind would mean uh, staying with the illness. Uh, That is to say that, you know, having such compassion for the illness itself that it no longer bothers us. Uh, So this illness out here is very metaphorical to the inner demons or the inner desires, uh, as you may say. And that, you know, if treated with uh, absolute compassion would no longer affect us. So when I think about stillness, I'm reminded of two types of stillnesses. One being the stillness of the duck, which uh, appears to be still on the outside, but you know feels the exact opposite from the inside, uh, which can be seen from the flapping of its uh, legs uh, under the water. Um, you know, it, it appears as if he's trying to figure out life inside the pond, by constantly doubting the universe and running behind the fish uh, who very well understand this pseudo nature. Now this one is the scarcity mindset of stillness where the duck appears to be still but is constantly stressed about the fact of being still. Uh, Whereas on the other hand uh, we have the stillness of the crane who in real sense is still from the outside and within. Uh, which can be evidently seen from the single leg balance that it maintains for hours together. Uh, Now, this uh, practice also projects the amount of patience and trust that it has and the fact that it is not enslaved by the demons of the illness uh, that is hunger and desire, uh, as you may call, and uh, rather it is filled, you know, with that belief of compassion and trust that as he knows that uh, the universe won't keep him hungry anyways. Uh, So now this one is the abundant mindset of stillness where you are still 
and content within yourself and have a deep understanding that there is nothing lacking within. Uh, now, this uh, type of stillness may appear impractical to many, uh, but in reality, when you know the crane practices this form of stillness, uh, he instantly releases that still vibration across the pond, which is uh, instantly uh, resonated by the fish, who in return turn, ca- turn calm as well uh, and get attracted towards the crane, becoming an easy and effortless target for him. Now, that is the beauty of nature, you see, where we reap what we sow. So when the crane planted the seed of stillness within him, in return, life gave him the exact same thing. Uh, So this also stands true in our lives as well, where we as energy beings will only attract who we are and not necessarily what we want. Yeah, so that is my take on stillness. Uh, What do you think about that? When I think of stillness, I think of when I'm on court trying to quiet my mind. I always play better, and it seems like my game flows when I'm outside of my analytical mind and my ego mind. You know, a lot of times when I'm worried out there, I'm thinking about, oh my God, what if I can win this match or win this point? Or sometimes I'm frustrated about what happened in the last game, or I'm rethinking um, the past. So staying in the present moment is my view of stillness and I think there's a power to that because sometimes I'm playing and I'll hit these flow states where I feel like where's this talent coming from? It has to be coming from the universe because I'm maybe I'm channeling it when I'm not thinking so much and I'm not fighting or trying too hard. Um, you know, when I'm watching back the tapes if my fa- face is clenched and I'm, you know, maybe holding the racket too tight, then that means I'm, I'm fighting something. I'm not really in flow. I'm not still. And so when I think of stillness, um, that's what I think about. It's like getting out of your mind and actually getting in your body. I always try to loosen up parts of my body when I'm on the court. I'll put my awareness in my hands. Sometimes I'll be thinking about loosening my core or feeling the lactic acid in my legs and feeling the burn so I'm, I'm grounded and that gets me out of my mind you know I've, I've just learned that on tour by playing so many matches that's the best way to go about it is just to not be thinking oh my god I gotta I gotta win this match or, or this and that um, so that's my trick um, I do a, a routine before matches I try to meditate for about 15 minutes in the locker room about an hour before I play I'll find a quiet spot in the locker room put a towel over my head and just go into my breathing and sometimes I'll visualize how I want to play but mainly I just get really quiet and still relax every part of my body if I feel a, a tension and a tightness I'll put my awareness in that spot and try to melt it but I won't play a match unless I've had that 15 minutes to myself, quiet time, because I know it. I perform a lot better. So sometimes I'll approach a match and I won't be feeling good. I'll have pain in my body, say it's a bad wrist or my hips hurting, and that makes me really anxious because I know that I have a disadvantage against my opponent. I, um, I'm trying to ignore the pain. I'm trying to get into a relaxed state and be present but the pain is so strong 
that is pulling my awareness. It's a very, very strong pull and it's tough to ignore. What do you recommend for me or the listener if there's pain in the body and these sensations are so strong that you can't get still? Uh, so, you know, Mike, uh, we come from different cultures, you know, from the East and the West. And uh, I have great fascination towards uh, mythologies and the ancient wisdom. So when I come across uh, the uh, Western philosophy uh, where, the, you know, they talk about Christ, who was so still, even when he was being crucified by the nails and yet had that gentle smile within him that uh, projects the amount of compassion that he had uh, for the illness itself. Uh, and a similar example is also found in the East where we have Lord Shiva uh, who wears, you know, the garland of snakes around his neck, uh, yet unaffected by them due to the compassion that he has within him as well. Uh, so somewhere these uh, mythologies are trying to teach us uh, to inculcate the stillness within ourselves as well you know maybe in different contexts and maybe in, in in different cultures but after all it's the same thing that we must all have also you know there is a word in sanskrit for this that is called uh, being stitapragya that is a person who is unaffected by the tides of sorrow or happiness and is absolutely content within himself so when you talk about pain, Mike, I uh, feel I would say that my only advice would be like uh, treat the pain as uh, the Christ did or as uh, Shiva does because after all, it's the pain of the body and uh, maybe the mind, but the spirit or the soul is beyond that pain uh, and it is absolutely content and still within itself. You're right, I agree. What can the listener take today from our talk and what can they apply to their everyday life on how to be more still. I know I do meditation, but if I just stayed still in my meditation and I didn't carry that into my everyday life, then it would do no good. So you know, one thing that we can learn from Earth is that it travels miles across the solar system and yet none of us even gets a jerk. So the key here is to not let these things or these events jerk ourselves in life you know and uh, to live with that uh, those ups and downs with that absolute compassion uh, so that it doesn't jerk you as you know that even that small jerk be it by the earth or ourself is enough to cause destruction so you know rather not be enslaved by the illness and uh, be, rather be free from the illness itself and have compassion towards it uh, moving on, I have a question for you, Mike. Uh, so what would be your thoughts on uh, stillness and the work-life balance, as we call, uh, which, is, which seems to be a big problem as of this day? I think today people are carrying a lot of stress in their bodies. I know the world is a go, go, go place, and it's a race to achieve more, work more, make more money, and it's tough to balance stillness with work and there's so much going on and there's not enough time in the day. So if we can be aware in every moment and find this relaxation and this stillness, I think we're going to be healthier in the long run. I know when I'm in this fight or flight nervous system state, um, I don't sleep as well. I uh, get run down. And so to be able to relax and release uh, some of this tension and get back into the rest and digest um, state 
I think over the long run, it has way more homeostasis for the body and in the long term health consequences are way more positive. So people during the day have to check in with their stress levels. And if it's breathing, if it's doing a quick meditation or whatever, there has to be a way for stress to be released so people can live healthier, happier lives. All right, I have to ask you, since you're a psychic and since you have so much inspirational and creative power, I mean, you wrote a book in three days, you've healed people, you can do things that are unexplainable. So how do you, you use stillness to access this higher power? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, so first of all, I'll clarify on the question a little bit. So there is nothing like a higher power or some miracle man or something like that out there. It's basically the power that we all carry within us. Uh, it's just that we aren't aware of it. And once we get that awareness, uh, things start moving. So this awareness comes with that stillness, the stillness of the breath, the gratitude for each breath that we take. You know, uh, since the time we were born, uh, breath is the first thing that we did and the last thing that we will ever do when we die. So breath is really important here. Uh, but since we have, you know, so many breaths, we tend to uh, forget about it or I would say rather have less gratitude towards it. But if we uh, have this habit or this practice of having gratitude and awareness of every breath that we take, uh, I'm sure the so-called miracles or the so-called uh, psychic abilities are not far away for a person who has understood this principle in true sense. So, yeah. That's very interesting. Uh, so, Mike, uh, you are into tennis and uh, you've re uh, reached great heights in your career there. Uh, tennis has been very metaphorical for me ever since huh? as I perceive uh, the balls to be uh, actually the the challenges of life or uh, that you know come our way and uh, it's all about uh, you know making your way through it and uh, bouncing it right back so I want to know from you what goes on in your mind when uh, you're dealing with uh, you know the constant uh, stress about the time the competition and the balls coming to you how do you maintain your stillness there and uh, what is the what is exactly your state of mind uh, when you're dealing with such things and when i'm on the court i'm trying to get into my senses because that gets me out of my head so when the ball's coming i'm watching the seams of the ball rotate and that puts me right in focus that gets me most still sometimes i switch it to listening to the sound of the ball so I hear the crack of the ball. I'll try to hit the ball as flush as possible and really focus all my awareness on what I'm hearing. Or I'll try to feel the ball. And I'll use this a lot when I'm nervous. And when I'm a little bit tense, I'll try to loosen up my hands and actually try to feel the sensations of the contact of the ball. So I find going to my senses makes me most still. I like that. So uh, do you do anything else to cultivate stillness on the court? So there's 25 seconds in between points. And this is where you have to really calm your mind because you don't want to be worrying about what happened in the last point. You don't want to have to worry about what's going to happen in the next point. You have 25 seconds to kill and stay in the present moment. So a lot of times you have to go to your rituals and these are habitual patterns that you do over and over again. And that really calms my mind. I go to my breathing. I place my awareness on my strings. I adjust my hat. I bounce the ball a few times. These things 
are great to really take the mind off of what's going to happen next. That makes sense. And then you have the few moments right before you're about to serve. And during those few moments, I actually visualize where I want my serve to go, the exact flight path, where I want the ball to land. And I usually visualize an ace, which is the most positive thing that can happen. Okay, so positive visualization. You don't want that little inner voice to talk. So you don't want to hear verbalization. You don't want to hear words. You don't want to hear, okay, this is what you got to do. You got to toss the ball high. You got to accelerate. You never want to think in words. I always try to think in pictures and visualization. So you have to trust your innate talent, your ability. You have to trust all the preparation. And then you have to relax and let it go. Let it happen. That's great, Mike. Thanks for your input on the game. Uh, so we wrap up today's episode on stillness with uh, these final thoughts and uh, see you next time. Mm-hmm.